Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another episode of Mostly Lit with myself, Ray, just Ray, formerly known as Reckless, no longer Reckless because I'm now just Ray. She's good. She's on her Dean now. I need you to shut your mouth. <laughs> 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 Who do we have here with me today? Who do we have with you? Yeah. Alex, Alex Reed. In it, like it's your show. It you know is my mean? show. I'm star. I'm <laughs> Beyonce. Who do we have with me today? <laughs> um, and I'm Derek Owusu. Hi right, guys. How are you guys doing today? Good man, I'm great. Have you guys great, had a good? Great. Guys had a good week. Yeah, had a great time. Yeah. Oh, actually, I had a really terrible week. I think we both had a terrible week. My Alex. week was shit. But yeah, let's 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 focus on the next week. On the good That's stuff. coming. How about you, Derek? How are you? Did you enjoy your week? Oh, my week's been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really good. You know, <laughs> been getting some good responses to you know my writing, which is fantastic. Yeah, which is great. Um, Everyday self plug. It's not a self shout. Shout out. To be honest, shout out to. Let me shout myself out. No, be honest. Shout out to Derek. Every like every the whole BBC disting on the radio and you know from his from his article on media diversified man really good stuff. Doing bits. Doing bits out here. Really good. Trying. I'm trying. It's really good. It's really good. Like it's like what we like to see, man. Right. Thanks, guys. You know you're doing it ish. And those those interviews are pretty good. With what was you you with Sunny and Shay? I was with Sunny and Shay. Yeah. Um. In the evening and then, um. I was on a religion and philosophy show in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And I was supposed to be doing something with somebody else, but it hasn't really gone out yet, so I'm just waiting for that. All right, I start okay. talking about it. Yeah, cool, cool. Before um, you know it, like, we'll have to be asking for his autograph. No, we have to be <laughs> asking for his agent. His agent. His book, his you know, book. like, he'll be, we'll be like, where's Derek? Why isn't he out recording? And we'll have to speak to his agent. You know, like, like, oh, he's Hi, on his way. You, um, <laughs> like, he's got his Addison Lee coming. You, can you, like, tell your client to get to recording, please? <laughs> And he'll just be like, oh, I can't talk to these. Like, you know, yeah, big things coming. Hate oration. Hate oration. Hate oration. Listen, all I ask is that you turn up on time. That's all I ask. Really? You know, do what you want. I'll be like, I can't, I can't talk to this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what you guys, what you guys reading this week? Boy, let me just. Hmm. What are you reading, Ray? Nothing. <laughs> this week has been really bad, guys. I'm so sorry. I feel like I haven't been on my A game with regards mm. to reading. Yeah. I've been very slow. Well, you are a lawyer, so. Yeah. Um, 
well, I don't know about all of that. You've been busy. I've been hella busy. I've been hella, like, sad. PMS yeah. is so real, you know. Ladies, like, bruv. Mm-mm. PMS? Literally. Yeah. What's PMS? Premenstrual stress? Is that what it sounds for? Premenstrual stress? I, I thought think it, so. Anyway, I didn't Syndrome? Know. I'm, not, I'm not gonna say what I think it was. Wait, like, wait, what I'm is it? I'm not trying to shame myself. I might this be. Week. I might be wrong. Well, you might well, be wrong. If you, if anyway, you people, people, guys. people know what PMS means. Yeah, so. No, as in the actual like, is it premenstrual syndrome or I think it's premenstrual stress? No, we can't help you. So <laughs> you I, tell I, some, someone tell us what it stands for. Do you know? But it's so weird. So it's a, it's I was, a situation. I was saying to a friend, I was like, as I get older, it's getting really bad. Mm. And they were like, yeah, it's because you're at prime time to be like fertilized. Wow. But your eggs are extra sad because no one is coming. And I Mm-mm. said, wow. Is this, is this must be the reason. What a drag. Yeah, I know. Who the hell said that to you? <laughs> Terrible person. You need I to check him. No, her. Oh, wow. <laughs> Even worse. That. Solidarity is yeah. not automatic. I was like, wow. Mad. But yeah, ladies. Um, are you embarrassed by your period? Can I ask? No. At all? Some no. some women are, right? I've not heard this. I hear that. Not but. at all. I think it's, we should normalise it, to be honest. Like, when, when when I say it's in front of guys and they squirm, I'm like, you're a dickhead. Like, mm. well, what are you doing? I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm not really fussed about it. It's a, it happens. It's a natural process. Exactly. It is a natural process. It's like when I'm talking to the <laughs> man, them and, uh, you know, we do like scenarios. Oh, God. Oh, God. Scenarios? Obvious yeah. scenarios like, oh, would you, ever, would you ever I'm, beat I'm your worried. girl she was on her period? And everyone's like, nah, 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 nah. Look at these, look at what, what kind of, what kind of, you know what? You, <laughs> I can't even say it. Why? What kind of scenario? Ray, this is a regular scenario that man them talk about. No, but like, do you, it's so like, it's so not gonna lie to her. It's that realm of, say, would you beat your girl if she was on her period? Yeah, like, I know, the, but obviously, when you're younger, I mean, we, I don't have these discussions now. I know, I leave that to back chat. Thank yeah. God. But, <laughs> But I always say like, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> she's a bit of blood, mate. Do you know what I mean? Wait, would you? Of course. I, I, I mean, why I, wouldn't you? Well, I mean, I, I, well. I can't relate, but like. Why wouldn't you? Because I, I haven't yeah, done it's, it. It's just, well. It's not dirty blood. I'm it's not, not saying it's, not like, it's dirty. Not like I'm just anyway. saying that I wouldn't like to. Is there even such a thing as dirty blood? No. There isn't, is there? No. So it's just blood. So Yeah. Unless you're talking like. You know, if blood has been infected with like a disease, then yeah. Do you know what I mean? Look, okay. kissing, kissing someone who bites the inside of their mouth and makes it bleed on a regular is more disgusting than having sex with someone on their period. Okay. That is In gross. It's, well, it's common. A lot I mean, people, like all people, their plaque and stuff goes into their yeah, mouth. Yeah, a lot of people bite the inside Ew, of their okay, mouth. Okay, guys, I can't. Let's just move on because this conversation <laughs> yeah, see, that's is gross. Right. That's disgusting. Right. What are you reading, though? Wow, this, this conversation took a good um, I just finished reading uh, Black Panther. Oh, right. A Nation Under Our Feet, did volume one. Mm-hmm. It was really good. It's a weird thing with comics because after I've read them and then I forget I've read them, I start thinking, oh, I was watching this film the other day. And then I'm like, oh, it wasn't a film. It was a, it was a comic book. I start remembering comic books as films for I some that, reason. I had that with crime fiction. Oh, really? So, yeah, with Harlan Coburn in particular. Weird. It's mm. really, really weird. But it's really good though, man. Yeah, I'm halfway through it. So, um got it on my kindle yeah i got that one only because it was written by um tanishi 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 colts um and i was like if i'm going to read about afrofuturism and black pound file i'd want it you to well. be written by a black man yeah so that's why i got that one otherwise i would have got like the beginning the, mm. how it all starts and stuff but um mm-hmm. that's really good um i've also been reading um cat's cradle by kurt vonnegut it's really good yeah but What's it about that sounds like he always has some what really like about? um What's the word? It's abstract, like anti-world. 
huh? essentially. Kurt Vonnegut was like anti-world, like the things that were happening in the world, very anti-war, clearly, from mm. Slaughterhouse-Five. But with Cat's Cradle, it's about... He's basically... The, the protagonist is writing a book about um, one of the people who played a part in developing the atomic bomb, the bomb that they dropped on Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. And he's just basically writing about what was happening around that time. Yeah. So he's interviewing people who are like, oh, who were close to this gentleman and what were they doing at the time they dropped the bomb on Hiroshima. And it's interesting because a lot of people, when he, when he's talking to them, they're kind of just, they just describe mundane things that they were doing when an atomic bomb was dropped. Do you know what I mean? On on Japan. It's, it's, no, yeah, I get it. Um, I don't, yeah, but anyway, it's, it's really, really good. It's also about something called ice nine that basically changes the molecules in, in water and makes makes them stack in a different way. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not through it, but I think Ice Nine is another doomsday sort of weapon. I don't know, it seems like one of them writers that are pretty um like they appeal to a specific kind of reader. Yeah. Kind of I mean? like, like it's that kind of nihilistic <coughs> um, reader. Not really. So something like Slaughterhouse Five, Breakfast of Champions, Cat's Cradle, they would probably call them cult classics. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah I would imagine so. Um, so I do know what you mean in, mm. in, in in that sense. It kind of fits in with books like Fight Club. Yeah. Obviously, it's not Fight Club's not science fiction, but um, anyway, what, what yeah. are we talking about? No, I'm just asking about your watching. I'm, I'm just rambling on. Sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> I, me too. I'm not reading anything other than the books that we were meant to read for the show, but we will talk about that a bit later on. Um, but that's basically. I'm not reading much this week. Just flicking flicking through stuff. I'm just reading the Black Panther. Mm. Um, thing on my Kindle and uh, trying to get through that. Didn't you read Binti? I did, but we're going to talk about that later on in the show. Oh, so well, I mean, you read it still. I'm yeah, like, I read it. I'm, give it yeah. a cheeky mention. Yeah. All right. No, yeah, I read Binti um, by Neddy. Is it Neddy Okorafor? Yeah, Okorafor. Yeah, Okorafor. So, um, yeah, we'll get to that a bit later on in the show. So, for the Tete Tete, just three points, guys, that came up this week. I want to know what you guys thought about it. Um, this whole thing with Stormzy and his tweets that were resurfaced about when he was 17. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you guys <laughs> think? Sorry, of, can you explain this? So his tweets were, I think he was going, He was. I think he was 17. It was back in 2011. I think he was 18. 18, 17, 18. And, I think he um, was black women. Pardon? No, no, no. Okay, what, he did, what he said was something along, he was, they were homophobic, homophobic comments, but it was... It was like I think he was watching EastEnders. You know when that seat. You know when whole Saeed and Christian oh, yeah. thing that was going on, and he said, "Oh, this guy's a fag," and this that and the No, other. I believe he was talking about a little boy. Or a little and boy. Said, get, this little, this, this little boy said, get this faggot off my screen. Blah blah blah. Um, everything blew up. Everything went crazy. When did this happen? It happened this week. Like oh. they like they really they really dug through his tweets and then brought it up. And uh, all what, the, the online media. media. Pardon? Media. Yeah, the media yeah. brought it up. I just wanted to know what you guys thought about that. Like and you know. Boy, on and online journalism itself, and how I that... don't believe that we should, like, for example, forgiving something because it's a phase in someone's development. Yes, exactly. I think it's bullshit. Yes, exactly. Personally, um, I don't think that it's a thing. Like, I'm not going to, you know, be like, oh, you know, it was a phase. That's why. Let's forgive him. He was mm. young. Like, no, it was a fucking bullshitty thing to say. Yeah, and just has to accept it. And this is what people are doing. This is the annoying thing because when Justin Bieber came to do his run nigga nigga thing, yeah, that what? video where he says the N-word, he makes a racist <gasps> joke. Is it? I don't people were like, people were dragging him, getting on him. He was like 11 years old. 
Oh, really? And it was something old that resurfaced. They didn't give him a blight. Stormzy was 18. When he came to do that tweet, when Attitude magazine tweeted it, people underneath were doing, yeah, so. We're still going to be supporting him. We're still going to buy his thing. Like, what the fuck? I feel like, I think it's probably because the way that they uploaded the tweet and they uploaded what it said, it was like, oh, you need to stop supporting this guy now. That's kind of the way it was kind of reported. It in doesn't the matter. But yeah, but I get what you're saying. People should be held to account in the yeah, same they, way. Absolutely. They had to be held both accountable. Both whether yeah. like Justin Bieber, Stormzy, mm. they both need to be held to account. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. People are scared to drag grime artists, you know. Because they can come around the corner and just drive up the M1. <laughs> that's basically no, that's why. Not why. It's the M69. Cra- and they're down, the here, they're down here in two hours. That's why. In the States, they have to take a flight. I don't, like, I don't know. Especially like there was a part, there was a time when, you know, certain, you know, Twitter people, you know, I'd say the, the, the famous Twitter people were doing the same thing. Mm. You know, their old tweets of bullshittiness was like coming up. Mm. And I feel like you can't, be like oh you know it was a hard time you know let me cuss black women um in the meantime as as a growth thing like your coming of age is you talking shit about women and then you're being like you're 25 and all of a sudden like you're woke now so so let's but you grew up it's it's the the fundamental it's a fundamental development i i i will bring up your shit and i'll hold you to account and you need to accept that and you need to apologize not like make excuses apologize for it he did i mean he did apologize for it which is absolutely fair but yes i agree with you that people shouldn't be coming to do oh i was going through i hate black girls phase can you imagine but at the same time i don't know we we don't raise ourselves we're raised by our parents and in absolutely within a society so the context has to be taken into consideration and homophobia within the black community needs to be held accountable as well as the individual Mm. and i feel like the way we see homosexuality in the black community is more responsible for for Stormzy's outlook than he is. Yeah. Therefore, if he can come and say, I've unlearned this and I apologize for it, we should say, okay, fair enough. Do you understand? Yeah. But people still should be held accountable in the same ways. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, his, his, uh, his apology was this. It said... I said some foul and offensive things whilst tweeting years ago at a time when I was a, was young and proudly ignorant, very hurtful and discriminative views that I've unlearned as I've grown up and become a man. The comments I made were unacceptable and disgusting, full stop. Comments that I regret and to everyone I've offended, I am sorry. These are attitudes I've left in the past. I take responsibility for my mistakes and hope you are can you understand that my younger self doesn't reflect who I am today. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Alex. That's the, that's the apology. <laughs> that's the apology. Stormzy. That's I can't the read the whole thing. That is, that, is the whole, that is the whole thing. You've got to read it in its entirety. Why would I read parts of it? Fair enough. All right. Journalist. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to. There we go. But um, it's just funny because people were like, oh, he's done a song of MNEK, who is a gay. Is that how you artist. say his name? MNEK. Yeah. Fucking hell, mate. You don't want to know what I've been calling him. I used to say, I used to call him MNEK. I've been saying MNEK, bro. I was calling him MNEK at the very beginning, but like, I had it called MNEK. Anyway, that's. Today. that's the tete-a-tete guys I can't there's yeah. other points but um, probably go on for a bit too long to be honest but yeah okay Derek's moving on gems. bloody hell it's my gem isn't it already yeah Um, I haven't even got a gem today I'm not gonna lie to you I forgot I had a gem okay. I was supposed to have a gem that's fine Um, so I'd say instead I'll just recommend a movie <laughs> for people to watch <laughs> instead of giving them a gem before you recommend a book you're such a... Yo, what's wrong with that no man go on go yeah on. Go on, so I want to recommend a movie called Prometheus by Ridley Scott. 
that I think everybody should watch. It's just incredible. It's amazing. And then also, there's a video on YouTube that that's like a breakdown of the movie, mm-hmm. and it talks about all of like the symbolism in the movie, the myths in the movie, the conspiracies that the movie takes and applies to you know the wider picture, what the wider world is trying to create. Really, really good. I can't remember what the girl's name is, but it's this girl. She's a movie reviewer. She's so fucking sick, man. She's so good. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching her. Um, she also got like H.P. Lovecraft, one of his symbols tattooed on her arm. It's really Why? weird. I don't Because she loves H.P. Lovecraft. Darling, you have Gatsby tattooed on yours. <laughs> and so, and so F. Scott Fitzgerald and H.P. Lovecraft are in completely different orders. Like, Yeah, it's the same. The order thing. of what? The order of what? Type? Order of writers. Oh, oh. but it's, they're still writers. Genres. Huh? The genres. Yeah, genres and I orders. I don't even like Lovecraft. Still writers. Okay, whatever. Still idols. Well, I mean, I'm just giving my gem and you've come to try and drag me. I don't I'm know. I'm not dragging you. I'm just saying that like, you're trying to drag someone. I'm not dragging. I just said it's weird. Well, acknowledge that you're weird too. Yeah, but I've got... <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's why I think everyone should go and watch Prometheus. Incredible movie. And I also love the whole engineers thing that you know they created i mean when i think about it sometimes like i i'm about to go off never mind that's fine let's move on all right because <laughs> when, when you get onto your your ish you go on. but okay all right that's cool so you hate what is it called prometheus is your yes prometheus by ridley scott okay. it's got my babes in it who wait michael fassbender fassbender he's in it he plays um david all right, evil okay. robot Excellent. i think david is supposed to be similar to that um is his name how in um space in odyssey two th- is it called odyssey 2001 by um stanley kubrick stanley a book written by um what's that famous science fiction author author what's his name no idea what you're talking about do you know what i'm talking about uh, no anyway i what's think the, it's called space odyssey 2001 i think, I think it's called 2001 is that yeah, what it's called? Yeah, 2001 yeah, Space Odyssey. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, even somebody emailed in this week and was saying, how could Derek think that Matrix is the best sci-fi movie oh, ever? Oh, I saw it. And there was I like, seen there it. Was like, there was like 2001. There was, what, what else did he say? He said Blade Runner. He said Blade Runner. He also mentioned a movie that I was just like, he mentioned Looper. Looper. I was you didn't like, like Looper? I do like Looper. I like Looper. Looper's a great um, time travel movie. Yeah. But Looper is not better than The Matrix. That is absurd. Mm. Got to be kidding. Very so, interesting storyline. Yeah, so Will, the next time we meet, we can have this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> you just pulled we out can his discuss name. science fiction, you know. Yeah, just you and Derek. Cause yeah, because I'm. Looper is am- Looper is amazing, though. All right, cool. it's a sick movie. Do you remember the story? Yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, I remember. We have to bring. We have to do it on Messy Flicks one time. All right, so let's move on to the main topic. The um, main topic. Is that our little jingle? Is that what we got? Is that what we're doing? Okay, cool. Cause, cause you've come to do haram voice again. Haram voice again. Is that going to be a thing? <laughs> come to do har- harmony. <laughs> All right, guys. So this week we are going to be looking at Afrofuturism. Afrofuturism. And we are going to um, the books we read uh, this week around it um, are Nedi Okorafor book Binti, and we and we touched on. Um, the Black Panther by Tana Hesse Coates. So Let's it's just go. A, it's just about looking into. We're going to just going to get general thoughts about how we found the book. Um, mm-hmm. I personally wasn't sold. My what own. You, what weren't you sold on? Thing is, there was there were certain parts of Binti that I didn't feel 
were developed enough. So, no, huh? It no, be. I felt like they weren't developed enough. And I felt like I didn't understand certain parts. And I was reading it over and I was thinking, okay, so what does, like you had, you, it was left to your own imagination, but there was nothing explained as into the like, well, this is the object. This is what this object does. This is where this object come from. Or this is an aspect of, you know, the, the culture and you know, developing that. In a sense, it could because it, it could have been longer, and it could have it could have been a much. It could have been longer. Alex, it's a novella. It's not yeah. Dune. No, that's what I mean. But there, there's certain things that needed to be explained. Do you think? To me, anyway, because I was reading it, and I was like, hmm. There's parts of it that we tries to. I could make to you. yeah, I could make the connection in my mind about what it could be. Right. But certain things just weren't described in a way, or you know, just told, and I just felt a bit like yeah. But Alex, you do realize that when you do that a lot like in there's a book called contact by carl sagan and he does that a lot where i think it's called exposition or something i don't know where he just explains absolutely everything all the science and it just gets boring you can't do it and like i said hey, lovecraft did that in yeah. that book that you told us to read oh the well. call of cthulhu yeah, yeah exactly but the thing is mundane. there's there's a way of doing it i guess and if and i think that she could have found a way to do it you know what i mean that would have made it accessible to everybody there we go. That's, that's, yeah. what, that's what I felt with um, when on that note of description. I don't know. But otherwise, it was just a bit like, <laughs> there were parts where I just, I, I, I'm not going to lie, there were parts where I was laughing because I was like, this is just, there's, I felt, not, not not crap, but it was more, I get the story, but the way certain things were explained, like the way certain things were explained in the end were a bit too cliche. But would you be talking like this if it was Caribbean futurism, Alex? No. Exactly. Well, no, sorry, I would. Yeah, yeah I see. No, no, no. I don't know Subconscious what, no, came saying, to no, speak. I'm saying no because I haven't read the one, I forgot what her name is. What but was I've, so... I've, I haven't read that yet. What was so and I know that, and I know that it's it? going... There was just like... Was it when she was putting the mud on her, on her, on her skin? Is that what she was laughing? Well, that wasn't, that I, wasn't comical. Isn't it? <laughs> but like... Don't you think that because it was... But um, it, I don't know. What were, you, what were you guys' thoughts on it, first of all, before we delve too far into um i really enjoyed it mm. personally mainly because i think she has a rare gift of writing that um allows you to just continue reading mm-hmm. a lot of the times i find it very very hard in the beginning to get into something um but with her i just get into it literally really really quickly um i started the book of phoenix um is that what it's called yeah the book of yeah. phoenix yeah. And same thing, like I just, I go straight into the world. Um, the writing, it, it kind of seduces you, not in a, you know, look how beautiful I am, but it, because it's... A story. Yeah, it's a story and it just captures you in straight away. And I think that is a really good, and um, like I think every writer should be able to do that um, mm. because that's why I stay reading. Do you know what I mean? And I think she has a rare gift of being able to do that very, very well. And that's why I enjoyed it. Mm. Um, in terms of like the plot, and um, I didn't think it was comical. I think it was, I found it in the beginning, as I've already said on like Twitter, I found it very difficult to, you know, put like in, in the instance, like for me, she was a white girl or whatever, because mm. she was, they were talking all of this like technical and, um, I like technical like stuff and things that I didn't understand holograms blah 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 and pitch putting that beside a desert my brain couldn't comprehend in the beginning I was like oh, well what's this nonsense I don't understand um, yep. 
Okay, Derek. What? No, I just wanted to, you know, just interrupt there a little bit, if that's all right with you, Ray. Yeah, sure. Great. Um, <laughs> can't just wait. Um, no, no, no. I just wanted to say, um, yes, you're absolutely right oh. with in terms of the way she put the technology together with the obviously the ancient Africa, not even ancient the the way of life of those people who yeah, are actually people. real people. Yeah, exactly, Himba people. I personally felt like as soon as she did that. To me, it wasn't actually Afrofuturism the way I imagine it. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I might be, I don't know, I might be being over the top, but I feel like Afrofuturism should be a future imagined without technological advances that have come from the West. It should be, because obviously technology just doesn't mean metal things and wiring and electricity. It just means a way of, do, a way of doing things. <coughs> do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? That makes life easier. Can I uh, interrupt that? Yeah, go on. Um, so the only difference, the the only thing I could use to counter that is when you say techno, like Afrofuturism, the should be no, the way I see it. Okay, the way you know, it, the way you see it, it should be um, technology that hasn't derived from Western concepts. There is no such thing. Right. Let me stop you there. Right. Ancient. It, ancient egyptians had their own kind of technology they had their own technology but that was before but what you're thinking when i'm talking about futurism we're talking about the future now in the future with regards to the future that neddy sees and and her as a writer yes and no no and the future of like people Mm -hmm. like for me personally when i'm thinking about the future i and technology in the future it is all derived because from Western concepts. Exactly, and I, I'm not. I'm exactly. And even no, even like the ancient Egyptians and stuff. What they've come up with, the Western world taking that. that on that. and and um, developed it further on as you do. Not in so every, not in every case, right? Okay, but what? Tell, give me an example. But what? So, for example, the way um, Egyptians would. Uh, build their buildings in a certain way so that they could take or farm in a certain way so that they could take advantage of the river Nile that was flowing through and be able to get, have their crops grow more efficiently. Little things like that. But wouldn't you... But you would say the same thing, that that is maybe something derived from Western concepts. How because, would I? But, but, no, because the West have come, like have used techniques of farming or whatever. Look at the English farmers and the, the things that, the technologies that they use. I'm saying, yes, how, do you, Ray, how s- do you imagine something that is uniquely African? But that's the, do you that's, know what I mean? That's and the then, job of the writer, the Ray. Job, and how do you do that? Well, I'm not a writer, but that's how I imagine that. The they, writer, you're not I'm the thinking, writer. Okay, I, I'm a writer, right. but I'm not the though I'm not yeah. a science fiction. I'm not an Afrofuturist writer. So I, in my head, I'm thinking that they should try and imagine a world like, for example, when I was reading, um, uh, what's it called, A Nation Under Our Feet by uh, Tahanishi Coates, right? There's a bit in there where um, the ex Black Panther, who was I believe to Charles' sister, I can't remember her name, mm-hmm. she's like in the spiritual world, and her mum is her mother is saying to her, well, it's supposed to be her mother, but it's not really. It's saying to her you guys think that all of this technology that Wakanda has is something, like, is, is special. And she's like, we were a nation, a powerful nation, before we had all of these things, before we had this technology. Do you understand? And in my head, I was like, yes, exactly. So I imagine a future, an Afro future, where these things that are derived from the West, the Western way of seeing things, the technological, technological advances that are infused with a capitalist system that is incompatible with 
ancient African civilizations, I see it as a world where, that yeah, none of that's there. Do you understand what I'm what saying? Are you, what do you mean by the technology is infused with capitalist um, instruments? Because the because idea, the idea of the way things are progressed, the idea of progression, non-stop, constant, boom, 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 that is infused with capitalism and less. Do you understand? How does that come in? For example, Binti. With Binti. Mm-hmm. There was yeah the the aircraft the, the air cr- the, uh, yes because of aircraft, the technology the- that they use that's what I'm saying the technology they're using the screens that they're using right the spaceships that they're using those kind of things the fact that there's inter inter um interstellar travel yeah those kind of things that's what I'm saying is Western so I think the amazing thing with Binti is the the um the treeing where she's thinking about mathematics and then she starts treeing. See, and I that's thought that was the coolest so thing. So there and we are. So this is, this is what I'm saying. Exactly. So I read, I read that and I said treeing. Like in my head, I'm thinking, what the hell is treeing? Right. And I'm, like, and I'm like, what the hell is that? So basically all through the book, every time the men- every time treeing is mentioned, I'm like, I don't know what this means. So I'm just going to continue going oh, no, you through the book. Like, Does that mean? So like, no, I, don't, amazing. I don't know what it means. You know what I mean? There's things with, like she says that- She um, explained it. She says that she's a- Now I read, like, I don't remember reading the description because I was like, if I had known what this meant, then I would be following. Wait, you didn't read the description. I don't know whether I did then because I read you it. You did because I read it because I, I then I, I heard it say treeing, and I was like, "What does what does this mean?" And I was continuing reading, trying to find the description. So you might have to point it out to me. There's an amazing but description like, in it. Um, you'll come yeah. to. Oh, it's so good, Alex. I loved it when I read that. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, it's so good. Cool. You'll like it. Mm. Give it a to, chance. I have to reread it again, but then it was just like, <laughs> but. When I saw that, even the things like, you know, when she was saying how um, she's a harmonizer and whatnot. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Cool. Harmonizing. <laughs> like, again. And I think this is again. why she was able to understand the languages because exactly. she brings everything into harmony, into like one thing, if that makes and sense. In the end. But the thing is, have nothing, but, the end. But, yeah, but nothing's explained, if that makes any sense. So she explained I, why she's the harmonizer, like what the harmonizer does. Like, you know, in some things, you know, like it would say you're a harmonizer and then it should explain to somebody what a harmonizer is in to end the speech or there'd be a dis- there'd be a chat it was I'm explained sure it through for example in the end when she you know she was so nervous in going to talk to yeah. these professors yeah, yeah. and she was able to have a conversation about the professors and the jellyfish monster so i call them um <laughs> with everyone there together and she was able to literally harmonize everyone calm everyone down but was that made explicit or was that something that you had no, to derive but from no as in it's sh- yes the context is that what you had to it's, do it's smart reading to just yeah i, I think felt it's like smart reading i felt like I, I was like i was reading it and i was like so in okay, the end so what she, do you think in the end she was doing like I thought, I thought, you didn't think that in her that was in her role as a harmonize i think no. it fit her role perfectly i got to the point to and i was like to, i was like okay so she's all right she's doing this thing for the medusa the medusa is going to be her friend blah 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 okay the end but I was it's like, not I was like, every I was like, time that someone has to explain sometimes no, no, maybe it's you like just there, see it I was reading it and I was just like there's just something that I was just lacking maybe. in okay. it and I don't and I don't know whether it's because I'm not used to the genre mm. or whether it's because Do you know I'm, not used to, I'm not used to her writing Do you know you're or lacking? I don't know what it could be it was imagination Alex that's who you're lacking the thing is even listen even reading even like okay transporting myself to uh, I transport, agree with Derek. Tran- transporting myself to her to her planet yeah. Transport myself to a planet. So I was like, okay, cool. What? And you mean I, Earth? She was in Earth. Yeah, and then going to Umzi University yeah. and all that stuff. And then doing all of that. And I was thinking, I don't know. I just didn't, I just don't think I just connected with the genre. I just don't think I connected with the genre, to be honest. Mm. Like, I just don't think I did. Mm-hmm. What is your, what is your judgment? Like I said, if it was, if it was Caribbean futurism, 
You'll you'll loving it. You'll be loving it, mate. You keep spinning this this anti African <laughs> this anti African rhetoric, and I'm tired of oh, it. I'm really like sad actually. I think I'm, <laughs> I'm tired I might of your bullshit. Read it again because huh? I felt like, um, as much as I take on board Derek's criticisms, I found it for me anyway quite enlightening in terms of it was. It's been a while since I've I've had to use my imagination to be honest mm. because I'm reading things that are quite you know that are very realistic and that that I can see in my immediate reality so to be able to to finally be a child again i suppose and i think that's what you should do you should be a child with this book you think yeah you should completely be a child with it yeah and i feel like a lot of her descriptions contain the explanations of what it is that's happening mm. like or what it is a harmonizer is or what treeing is do you understand for me, I don't know. I read the description and I was like, yeah, yeah, this makes yeah, sense. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm, I one, one thing I didn't like, well, no, I didn't like, I just, it wasn't really working in my head, is the way she described the fucking tentacle kind of the, creatures. Yeah. And then they're speaking English in a way that I just felt was really incompatible with the descriptions of them. If that makes sense. How was their English again? It, I don't know. It was, I don't know how to explain it. Just their speaking voices didn't were incompatible with what they were supposed to look like yeah do you know what i mean yeah but then again i understand that it was because she was understanding them through her obviously harmonizing abilities no she was that. understanding them through the dial that she had no the oh, what's it called edan yes the edan the edan it wasn't because oh, she was a harmonizer right, it was because right. of that that's why because that was what's so, safe it was what um but wasn't she treeing and then almost like connecting with that device and then it was yeah. allowing her to do these things that's what I that's how I interpreted it I thought it was well nothing's explained so I don't know you know what I was gonna what I was gonna say what I was gonna ask actually was what do you think about the um the racial aspect of her Ooh, yeah. of, the, of the book because when I was reading it okay so for me I was thinking um I did find it weird, but then obviously I had to think about it a bit more and think, okay, right, it is the future of the of where we are now. So they're going to have she's going to mention a lot of the the um the, the racial the racial issues yeah. within it. But then I was just thinking like she believes that by the time like, even in even in a future there's still going to be prejudices. I I believe that. And I was just like, Well, that's gonna be really and even if there's even if there's prejudices, there was nothing she's going to this university that had insect professors like i'm just thinking would they like couldn't she have like transported that elsewhere i don't know i see what alex is saying it felt like Ridiculous. oh my gosh yeah i wear I, I have this mud on my face or you know like why are you wear why why are you wear why are you wearing the rings on your mm. on your on your ankles yeah. for snake bites there's no snakes on here take it off yeah. so she kept one on i was like okay like it just felt like she was explicitly making a point about the present do you know you what's what I mean? mad that I've just clocked what's actually crazy as well actually it's almost like everything has advanced except, except for these people except for the views uh, and no except for these people who are living it what they what they call the himba people the himba it's people. like everything had the way she describes the himba people is as they are now in today's world with mm. a bit of technology with a li- yeah with tech with yeah. technology from the outside but she see this is the problem she hasn't advanced them 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And their culture mm. in a way that I feel like Afrofuturism should. They're exactly the same. Yeah. Ooh, except for, actually, no, no, that's not true. Except for like the magical properties of the, um, what's it called? The stuff that they put in their hair. The Ojombe? The Ojombe? The Ojombe? The Ots Moje. Yeah, yeah, that Ots stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually, that's pretty good, actually. I think it's the Ots Actually, Moje. no, my point might have been dismantled by that. No, not com- <laughs> not completely. No, <laughs> not completely. Do you know what I mean? But, but yeah, little yeah, things yeah, that yeah. I feel like, okay, they probably would have advanced. Because we evolved, we have mm. advanced. Uh, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just found I just found that a bit strange. What did you think about the race thing, Ray? Cause um, I, to be honest, it didn't make me think, oh God, you know, like, why is this here? It was kind of like, oh, cool, yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing that I think surprised me is the the fact that there were aspects of it that were so more like current, like what we are going through, um, and just the way she describes people is very much like in the now. But when, like for example, when she said about insect professors. I literally like you know when you're in a book and then all of a sudden a wall comes up and you're like whoa what? Mm, mm. that um, I, I, why am I not what, what is this gap here yeah um yeah because it was it was putting two things together that were complete like they shouldn't be together yeah but Ray we she'd just been describing ten like octopuses or I know but it was it just it was just strange like even when that happened I was like what mm. do you know what I mean because okay mm. I, I can deal with advanced like technology but when there's like an alien i'm just like oh yeah don't you think that's got something sorry don't you think that's got something to do with us not being climatized to sci-fi writing yeah yeah, probably yeah probably probably need to read more this is like literally i think my first yeah yeah because it's the genre that i dabble in yeah oh that's something i was gonna say oh man you didn't like it i don't know like it just wasn't although i started reading the book of phoenix right and amazing well okay what? How far are you? Uh, basically, not far. Why don't you start with Who Fears Death? Why should I start with that one? Because that comes. That's a prequel to Who Fears Death. So then start with that. So I should start with this then. Start with the prequel. 
No, but it makes it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I then. guess, but it makes it. It's a prequel yeah. that was written before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was written after. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. the um the prologue for it talks about like obviously this great book that was written, and um she goes on talking about most believe that the great book's author was a mad yet holy always 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 holy prophet who'd taken refuge in a cave. Um, others say some illiterate half witted farmer wrote it in one night and i was so the prophet muhammad peace be upon him um the first time that the how do you say peace be upon him in in um muslamic do you want to do you want to say the the language because it's not called muslamic um arabic yeah go on thank you <laughs> go ahead, it's like well, you'd say muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam oh okay cool. yeah. sounds nice um you're gonna teach me that after why all right <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah and the prophet took refuge in a cave and that was when um, he oh shots fired yeah shots hella shots he the first time uh, the Quran like the first part of the Quran you know was revealed to him it wasn't in a cave right Um, and he was illiterate so I was reading these two sentences like I I was like I beg your pardon Neddy are you talking about my prophets <laughs> Ooh, is, it, is it my own <laughs> my own people <laughs> so I was just a bit yeah so when I read that I was just like so you thought you've done some research mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah so I, I don't know if that's that's where you got it from half witted I was like mm, wow interesting very interesting yeah so just one thing just, just one quick shade. just one quick thing to fall back to Binti though um, before we go on to Binti the the book Binti Binti you said Bintu I never said Bintu I said Binti Alice you said Bintu I said Binti okay we'll listen back we will <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out but okay listening thinking about to Binti um, <laughs> this whole war with the Medusa and the and the and the Kush yeah what do you think about what, what do you think about that? Because I think I don't know. It, it just it just adds to my my issue with the explanation. The Kush and, are and, humans, and the, right? The development of that war or whatever. But yeah, the Kush are human. Are they human? Because the way that she describes it was like the Kush are white. Oh, <laughs> white people. That's what she does. Well, yes, but humans. Like, I feel yes. like that's the way that she she didn't. She's never. She never said that she was Kush. Kush, Kush. <laughs> because she never said that she was Kush. So they're white people, basically. So I'm assuming that's what I assumed from from the description. So the aliens hate the white people. Sounds fair. <laughs> and then, and <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Right. What do you think of you? <laughs> you read Black Panther. Mm? You read Black Panther. Yeah. So, how, yeah. How, so if you can, are you, can you make comparisons? Can we compare the two? What Binti and Black Panther? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you can. Because they've they've advanced through like using Western no advances. No, they, they advanced not? through alien technology. Their advancements comes from yeah, it's, all of their technology is alien. Mm. That's why they're so far ahead of the Western world because they have things that nobody else has. So mm. vibranium landed um in Wakanda from space. Just like how civilization started in Africa from God. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, sure. I mean, sure. Yeah. But the thing with Black Panther is they don't act as if to say, um, because they have technology, they don't have spirituality. 
they still have both. Right. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, it's interesting that obviously a white man wrote. A white man was essentially writing Afrofuturism. Wow. What, he, oh yeah, he wrote Black Panther. Stan Lee was writing Afrofuturism. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, so everyone's writing for us. Well, yeah, but this is why obviously they've commissioned, they're now commissioning Coast. And I know that Neddy Okorafor is writing a couple of Black Panther comics as well. I saw her announce it on Twitter the other day. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so she's going to do a couple too. That's we should cool. be interesting, actually. That's pretty cool. We'll read it, girl. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Send yeah. us a copy. <laughs> That's not to say that I like... Yeah, I, I'll, I'll read the other... Um, is it So Binti is part of a trilogy. Yeah. So I'll read the other... I'll try and read the Next others. Next one's Home. The third one comes out in January. Yeah. So I'll try oh, and read the um, others and see my what... My friend has Home. I think I'll get it from her. So I'm assuming she goes back... I'm assuming she goes back to Home. I mean, probably... <laughs> and, then, like, and then and she has to figure out that whole situation. Like, when will she marry and all this stuff? Because even in the book... Even <laughs> what do you mean, when will she marry? Why is that getting a cheeky mention? Even in the book... Alex, that, do you know what? No, even I in the book, even in the, right bo- there, even in the book, she says that my... Like, her, like essentially paraphrasing, her bride price will go down because she left... Yeah, but Alex... The, left when, when Alex, what are you doing mark? right now? What? Alex, when you came to do what? When Will She Marry, listen, that was a, that was a sly reference to Nollywood, the book. bro. Don't chat shit. It was a reference to the book. Don't chat shit. See, now he's, anti- he's Nollywood. Af- anti-African agenda <gasps> is coming to the surface. I agree, I agree with Derek here. I do. I'm feeling attacked what? right now. Oh. I feel like you need to put some respect on um, Africanness. I, I you're respect not, you're not it. You're from Zanzibar. You need to shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> Where is that? You know, Derek, Derek came sideways. He's trying. No. I, came, I was like, don't agree with me. I'll send for you as well. <laughs> like, I'm tired of this shit, yeah? Because I, I, I also want to bring this up because okay. I've had enough. Okay. okay? Personally, I'm tired. Oh. I'm really tired of, you know, oh, you're, you're black, but like, you're kind of like, you know. No, mention, really. no, 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 Are you out really. of your damn mind? I don't do that. People do it really oh, about, bugs about, about me. The, about and Zanzibar. No, it's not even that. Just like they do with a lot. They do with Somalis. A as well. lot of yeah. East. Like I honestly think, and I'm gonna come for you, West Africans. Yeah, Mm-mm. Central Africans. Wow. Okay. Central Africans. This... Like Central African people. Like I, I, like I haven't heard that sort of sentiment from, but it is always from like. Your very own, you know. Your very own African Wait, people. Yeah, West Africans. Honestly, I'm actually own. really tired because I feel sometimes like West Africans feel like they are. Well, this is from my perspective, so I don't mm. care who comes to me right now. I'm mad. Okay, mm. it's kind of like we are the the upper echelon of being African, and every and everything else is like nothing is other. Yeah, You're not that. really, and I'm just like you need to shut your fucking dirty mouth because that. I'm tired of this but shit. Remember, it's a whole continent again. It's annoying. It's just like another continent. It's just well. you are you are you need to shut. You need to stop doing that, Derek, and patronizing in that way. <laughs> it's really did, nasty. What did I do? No, it's just re- you. You little comments do? that you're doing. It's like it's you are ring fencing this uh, black identity and what black should be. Me. And, well, I'm not saying you oh. in general. Your people, them, and it's just annoying me because you and and it's just like these people that will talk about feminism these people that will talk about um you know oh let's intersectionality mm-hmm. but they don't accept you as black because uh-huh. maybe you wear a headscarf or you're east african and you speak a language yeah. that to them is is you know exotic or different and i'm like no it's a fucking african language sorry um, i'm tired of these bitches so i really like am west, it's like the just, west indies too this is what yeah. this is what west indians go through all the time uh, uh, the whole continent it's, against it's, them it's, it's so. really, look at you come and descend to yourself Alex. <laughs> 
sometimes sometimes it's so be about hurtful. me <laughs> like, it's so hurtful and it's, it's nah, I get, nasty I get what you're saying yeah but saying. Ray, let's what, not, yeah but, but what okay let's go yeah but but I'm just saying like a lot a lot of um, Somalis a lot of Eritreans a lot of Ethiopians they do um, separate themselves they do say that their own identity they do say that oh we are not black or we're not we're different they're from Arab. you guys. They do do that. I've seen all the well, time. Well, I, like I don't... Stuff. Like, I, I've seen... When I was younger, mm. there was a lot of Somalis who I knew personally who would say that, oh, you know, I'm mixed with this or I'm mixed with that. Yeah. But that is just... Like, it's not a lie. It's it's it might not be a lie, but it's just you know when you're obviously you're trying to get away from being you're black. To move further away you're trying from the to yeah. yeah move further away because you don't deem that as beautiful and it just goes back. But then now oh, we're seeing I, that's a bit of a reach. No, you, you no, it's so true. You can't draw that conclusion based no, on them saying that. Oh, we're mixed with stuff. You can't say that. Oh, they're saying that because no, no, no. no but I've seen so many times where people aren't even mixed saying. with anything. Okay, what Somalis? Yeah, sometimes. How do you know they're not mixed? Just because they've got dark skin doesn't mean that they're not mixed with something. But I'm saying a lot of the times they will reach for that and I have seen it and I know it and I've seen it. People will reach for this. I mix with this because they want to stay, like they want to move further away from being black. Yeah, yeah that does And it's happen. not a reach. That, I don't think that's a no, reach I'm whatsoever. That does happen, but I'm saying with Somalis, Eritreans and Ethiopians. Why, are, not, you, why are you sectioning those people out? Is it because they look a certain way? No, I'm sectioning it out because as I just said the, five the minutes ago, they well. do sometimes say that they don't see themselves as I, I, stereotypically black. They see themselves as something different. Or different. Arab or black Arab. Yes, or, ex- yeah, exactly. And they've said That's that. And I'm there's, there's, been many, there's been many an argument, especially online about that, haven't there? Oh, yeah, I see that And about the whole, you know, I'm mixed. and it's, it, it is similar. To, you're both practically saying the same thing. The thing is, you, like, you get anti-black sentiments from Somali. Yes, absolutely. But yeah. like, there's anti-black sentiments in my culture. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's because it's like, you know, Raifa, so, you know, marry someone that's like, you know, marry an Arab in this place because your child will have good hair and all that rubbish I mean mm-hmm. of course there is I'm yeah. not saying that there isn't but I'm my conversation is stemming from I am a black woman and me being East African me being Muslim or whatever me speaking a language that isn't your language or you know doesn't does it, take does it, does away it from that from that's that. my fucking point what language yeah. Kiswahili or even if I say something Arabic it's, so you're but people, people rate. Like, you fucking mad, like yeah. people rate rate Swahili. They talk about Swahili like it's the original language of Africa. Swahili, yeah, is it? Yeah, they do. Mm. Absolutely. I thought, was, I thought they were talk more Amharic. I'm, I'm just about sorry, Ray. Come. You okay? Go away, man. Whatever. So Africa, so Africa of the future, I guess. Africa of the future. I even forgot what we was talking about. Africa of the future. No, because it doesn't make sense. Like, because I mean, moving on. I mean. We're gonna we're gonna have to at some point address those kind of points. I don't know how. Probably not in our generation or our lifetime, but there are certain points that are gonna have to be addressed when it comes to the role of black, the perspective of blackness across the African continent, then in the wider diaspora and various yeah. different things. And I'd be interested to see um, see more Afrofuturism books and films coming out. I want to see people who are like in Africa right now writing that stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we can come from it from controversial. Not controversial. Like we can come from it from a diaspora type of way. Like this is how I imagine Africa to be with our voices filled with even when even when it comes to um written in Africa, I'm sure there'll be an issue of class as well. And then the, the, that, 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 that'd be the main issue. Yeah. That'd be the next issue. Be like, oh, your class education gets you. The, but isn't you know it the I mean? diasporic though? I don't know. She, does she live in America? I, I know she lives in America, America but I'm, I'm pretty. Sh- I think she was born in Nigeria and came 
move to America later on in life. I may be wrong. That's what I thought. Mm. But um, I think it will be a welcome to have people like in Africa deciding and dictating what their future should be. They mm. do, right? Do you know what's so funny? And we should be really advertised. What what Africans will probably write as Afrofuturism will be classed as magical realism. If that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, yeah, what they'll write in, because it won't have... I'm telling you, people class science fiction or Afrofuturism as things containing, I'm telling you, these tech, these technologies. Mm. Yeah. Anything other than that, they'll probably call it magical realism. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, we'll do you see. know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's a, it probably is a, you can put a pin in that and then probably come back to it in another episode as yeah. well. Yeah, they never take into consideration spiritual development and evolution. Yeah. Anyway, that's we'll something, see. something else. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see. All right. Mostly flicks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what did we watch? Ray, did you watch it? No. Oh, I wish you... I really wanted you to watch it. Really? Yes. <laughs> Wait, what is it called again? The Gods Must Be Crazy. Uh, oh, right, you mentioned this. I didn't watch it. Oh, I so might nice. watch it today, actually. Yeah, watch it today. Derek, what do you think of the film? I, I Obviously, there's problems with the movie because of what uh, it explain is. Explain the film to the people. Well, it's basically... Um, it's like a mockumentary or whatever... And they follow the protagonist. He's part of the um, the Sand Tribe, I believe, of Southern Africa. They used to call them Bushmen, but yeah. they're actually called the Sand Tribe. That's what they call the Sand Tribe or Sand S A N Tribe. Um, I was actually reading some of their um, their myths actually in a book that I got, and they write about this guy called Kargan. Mm. Really good. You should research him. It's really interesting. Um, okay. But yeah, it's basically him going into the modern world, isn't it? Yeah. That's really still what it is. Yeah. There's a lot of funny scenes where he doesn't really understand the value of money. Yeah. There's a funny scene with the Coke bottle. Yeah. Someone throws out of his helicopter. They throw a Coke yeah, bottle. Uh, yeah. And then they use it and then they... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's really interesting. I like it. I don't like the juxtaposition of civilized and uncivilized man. Yeah. That's annoying. It's, an 80, it's a film made in the 80s. It was, so yeah. So I guess, the, I mean, of the time, that was what would be expected to be the narrative that makes any sense. So I mean, In the it, 80s? I mean, it would be less... Now everyone, there will be uh, people will probably kick up a fuss about it then. But I think now people will probably kick up a bit more of a fuss about it. You know what I mean? You got to look, take into consideration the 30, like thirty years ago. Uh, you know I, I don't mean? think it's an excuse because the nineteen. It's not an excuse, but I'm saying that then, yeah, of the time, mm. like that's kind of what it would have come out. People would have made noise, but it was still would have things still would have gone ahead. As I can't, the way, okay, you know yeah. I mean? Things would have Whereas ahead, if it yeah. was, if, it, if that was to be made now, that would have just like probably wouldn't even made distribution. Fair enough. Honest. I think but, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I really liked. I like the movie. Cause it's funny. Mm. Obviously, when you read about the backstory and how they didn't actually pay the protagonist that much money because he didn't understand the value of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was really interesting. Um, it's really sad. But yeah, I mean, after I watched the movie, I then did go and do some research on them. Okay. Myself a while ago, and I've seen the movie Bare Times. Um, yeah. What did you think? I felt that, you know, I didn't, I, yeah, because, I mean, I even spoke to you about it this week, and I said, to, I thought that the, that it was a cast that were pretending to be the tribe. And I was like, this doesn't sit right with me, mm-hmm. them acting as, as, as though they were the tribe. But then um, she, like, then obviously Derek told me that obviously it was a, 
yeah, they're real members they're of the real tribe. Members of the tribe. So, I mean, I don't mind. I mean, I mean, it was a, it was pretty good. It was funny in places, you know, with the coke bottle that all like blowing in it and trying to make it sounds. And even when one of the leaders threw it and thought it could just go away, that it landed, it landed back down in the window. Like, yeah. you know, this thing wouldn't didn't go. But it was also that the narrative before, like around it, when they're talking about the Western world and they about were criticizing how the Western they really world. were criticizing the Western world and saying, you know, like everything is set up to kind of destroy humans like i was even thinking about this the other day i was having a conversation with my family and it was like even like the chair mm. is set up to like destroy the way humans yeah like, oh their oh. posture and you know what i mean their laziness and stuff like like you know what i mean you'll find it they people call it primitive Mm. and stuff but when they, and they, they exoticize it when they say oh have a moroccan style dinner or have mm. a or like eat like you're in china and stuff you sit on the floor cross yeah. your legs and then eat from that but you know what i mean like even just thinking about it like they even said something like you know we spend so long trying to make sense of this complicated world like you know you're learning math you're learning science yep. you're trying to get you're trying to pay your taxes yeah. you're trying to do all that you and for it to ultimately destroy you in the end and i'm just true. like rah this this and how we have to speak. constantly adapt so you wake up in the morning, you have to adapt to whatever the clock tells you, tells you the time is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Then you go to work, you have to adapt to that yeah. environment. You go to eat, you adapt, you adapt to that it's, environment. It's like it's just constant um, you know adaptation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, stress. absolutely. It's trying to kill you. It is. The thing is, I only think though Even it's gone. this, like the Western world, yeah. because it, when I go back home. It, like there, there are aspects of adaptation because you know you have to work you have to work and stuff mm. and there are aspects of you know that type of adaptation but it's so it's it's slower for the mm. heart and it's just it's it's healthier because this like it's stress yeah yeah it's yeah. really like, really stressful and it's not how we should be living at all i mean a lot of my family members when we're talking about the caribbean and going back like, some of them are like oh it's too slow everything's not mm. gonna happen and i'm just like when I lived in Reunion, it was, everything was slow, but it was fine. Do you see what I mean? Like, obviously the admin stuff is going to be really slow and it's it just, and it's even worse because it's hot. But when just pain the pace, is your like normal, that's what you're going to be used to. Yeah. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't bother you though. That's if, what I'm saying. If admin and that's slow because you're just like, take your time, relax, cool. Yeah. Just, you know, do you know what I mean? Just, yeah. just chill out. And that's one thing that I really liked about um, Manchester when I used to live in Manchester. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a um, bit slower and Bolton especially it's so slow the pace was so slow so like me being there for like three months when I came back to London and I got on London Underground yeah. it was like yeah. an anxiety I was attack. so yeah. confused I remember coming back from Nottingham and like getting on the Metropolitan Line and I was like I don't even know Londoners are crazy what's happening yeah Londoners are fucking crazy yeah. like they're really like the fact that people will run and be squeezing um, the doors open on trains and when the when the thing says what two, the next one's minutes, coming in two yeah. minutes it's, it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> like when I get on the tracks and and it says five minutes, I'm like, wait, what's happened? Has mm. has has there been, <laughs> you know, someone has someone stepped on? Like, what's what's going on? Yeah. What, what is this? It's just yeah, the the expectation is just because Everything obviously has to be done now. because trains are fast, you just expect the service yeah. to be fast. Because yeah. when I see uh, one of my bus stop and it says five minutes, I'm like, oh, it's coming very soon. If I see five minutes on a train platform, it's I'm fuming. delayed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I know, like okay, we have we have delays. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> There's been yeah, an accident, yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah. it's just like, like what is what is the rush? Like mm. just just chill out. Mm. People really do need to chill out. Yeah, in London, you know, we can we can learn something from the Sand Tribe. That is that is true. Like, Absolutely, they were so relaxed and just just getting on with life, <laughs> just getting on with life. But then, um, you know, they got to pedestrianise Oxford Street. 
Yeah, I actually like that idea. Mm. I like the idea. Though. Yeah, there shouldn't be roads in Oxford Street. It's too busy. I mean, like at a time when it was built, there was there weren't many people, that many people. Yeah, true. So yeah, I yeah, guess true. it makes sense, but it's gonna be crazy. Cool. Can't wait. Well, just so we can include Ray in the discussion about films, um, I just asked her what her favorite movie is, and I'm. She said, "Pretty Woman." No, excuse me, you, you so you, no, so you, you directly missed the you first said one. one or two, and I chose one. Why? Because that's one of my favorite movies too. Okay. <laughs> See, you thought I was coming for you, yeah. and I wasn't. Alex, I have you seen you Pretty Woman? Not in a long time. But have you oh, seen yeah, it though? Not in a long time. Richard is like. So I've seen it, so I've seen parts okay. of it. Obviously, growing up, but yeah. we'll get to that another time. Wow. But I do think that, from what I remember, yeah. it was pretty good because it was it's the same the same period of um, Dumb and Dumber. Was it? And was it the same period of Dumb and nah, Dumber? Like in that same came... in that same five year. Nah. Was it the same five year, five, um, five ten years. I'm, not... I think, I'm sure it wasn't Pretty Woman 1990. Nah, and 80s, then Dumb and Dumber was 99. And Pretty Woman was 1990. Yeah. Was it? And then yeah. Dumb and Dumber was... Oh. Probably 95 or something. Yeah, so it's the same period. because they, wow. they were. I yeah. thought Pretty Woman was like 1980s. No, no, no. Wow, interesting. Richard Gale was like Dumb the and Dumber was, my life for a very long time. Dumb and Dumber was when? Ray? So fine. Oh, Dumb and Dumber. I can't believe you put these films next to each other, but 1984. No, but that's what I say. I'm... I'm saying it was in the same, five, was in the same period. period because there's a, there's some scenes where they're playing Pretty Woman in Dumb and Dumber. Oh, I see. So oh, I made it? I made the connection. Yeah, that's how I made the connection. Yeah, but yeah, Pretty oh, Woman's okay. a beautiful film. Yeah, I didn't. It has issues of it. I have issues of it, like the, certain issues with regards to how he treated. Like there were parts of it where mm. he made me uncomfortable with the way he treated her. What? Like what? Ah, uh, like. It, it, he tried to not show that it wasn't an ownership relationship, but it completely was. And I really loved the part when he gave her the money and she didn't take it and she left. Oh, at the end. Um, Not at the no, end, but no, near no. the end. Yeah, near the end. Mm. Um, when like he got really pissed off, she got really pissed off. Um, she was like, "Oh, you know, here's your, I want my money. Here's your money." She just left. She didn't take it, and I was like, yeah. "Do you know what's funny? Mm. It took me ten years to realize." There's a bit in the movie where he's like. I have never treated you like a prostitute. And then he walks out and she's like, you just, just did. did. It took me 10 years to realize what the fuck she was talking about. Because I used to watch that scene and be like, but what, you, what do you mean he just did? He didn't. And then after I was like, oh, because he, that's quite meta, to be honest. <laughs> 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 do you know what I mean? It took me 10 years to realize that, yes, of he course he did, because he had to remind her that he hasn't. Do you get me? But um, I, used to, I used to watch that film every night. Really? Every night. Every I watch night. it like every two weeks. Wow, so every night. Like you guys are obsessive, man. No, I literally I have certain films that I just rewatch. And yeah. Like literally, I think I have like six films that I just on a loop every two two weeks. Yeah. I'll rewatch, rewatch, I used to do rewatch. Like to the point the where I know the words, too. like I know yeah, the script. Yeah. Julia Roberts was so sexy in that Absolutely movie. Absolutely stunning. The piano scene. <sighs> That's not even the sexiest scene. It's not. Nah, it's What's not. Oh, the sexiest scene was the bathtub. I think her in that element would. I just love it. I was like, oh. That part was so good. See, this is what Willow's talking about when she's like, oh, the media sells women lies about romance. Yeah, they do. do. (laughs) I know this. I know this. I can't expect a pretty woman. um, Willow Smith was saying this. She said this. Yeah. Good on her. She said romance doesn't exist. The media sells women lies about what a relationship's supposed to be like. Oh, man. I should probably text him. The the thing with Willow is, yeah, I know she's obviously she's smart, but... I do feel like she's just regurgitating things that she's like. Come on, how would what? How how old is she? Like fifteen or something? No, nah, come on. She's seventeen. No, she's, she's seventeen she now. Know. She should know. I yeah. thought she was a youth. She, <laughs> she she is a youth. She's seventeen. She's seventeen, yeah, and but, obviously, you know, and then Jaden Smith just like put out his now. new album and stuff. Apparently, it's good. Apparently, I hear it's good. I'm gonna listen to it today. Yeah, apparently, he sounds like Childish Gambino though. 
So from the from the video I saw, I didn't think Childish Gambino. But so. he has got that Childish Gambino kind of awkward black guy woke ish thing is. going on. He just looks more pristine. Childish is more raggedy. Not raggedy. Yeah. He's a bit raggedy. Is he? <laughs> I think he's a bit raggedy. He's a bit rough, rough around the edges. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like. Not raggedy. <laughs> <laughs> raggedy sounds like. Oh right, okay. I don't know. Anyway, after have to listen into it. I don't have a so, woman. I know. Once. No. Okay. Anyway. So anyway, before we um finish, mostly flicks. <sighs> I put the list. I found. I've. You well, know, we you kind do of, so much. I'm so we've happy. We've kind of, that we've kind you're of here. curated. Because if it was just me and Derek, we wouldn't know what the fuck to do. Well, here's a list of films in this bag. Um, each week we're going to pick out a film and we're going to stick to that film and watch it. None of this. I, I don't think Derek no, no, should pick the first no, one. I know he's not. He's Good. Not. You guys are acting as if to say, I know what I'm going to pick out. Yeah, but you, yes. I don't want to read. I don't want to watch this. Yeah, but if and I pick you, it out, then I can't say that, can I? I? Yeah, but you can't say that. But the person that picks it out and then we all have to watch it. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Well, well. So I was going to let Ray. I was going to let Ray. I was going to let Ray. So our, our secret <laughs> person in the studio uh, is. So we have a secret, secret person, person in the studio, studio that, that is not won't be mentioned for a while. Yeah. And I'm gonna pick the film. So please God, let it not be Alex's stupid arty film. If it's birds, I'm not watching it. Oh come on, you can't you say have to that watch now. It. Regardless, you have to watch it. Why would you not want to why would you not Wait, hold hold on, before you open it, I just wanna point out Alex wrote all the names on there. So he could have just put in fifty of the films he <laughs> likes true. and ten that of the films. Oh, true. but I did say to you guys, send me a list of the, the films you like and this and that but I didn't I get any responses well, so that's, your own, that's you guys' own personal problem <laughs> like so <laughs> can I just open the damn thing give me thing. 50 films of, that you guys like and I went I went on IMDB anyway go on oh very good oh, I already know what it is I can see it Kiss Kiss Bang Bang I'm fucking fuming wait what's that Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with fucking oh your boy's in it what's his name um, Robert Downey Jr's in it <gasps> oh Kiss Kiss Bang Bang that's the film for next week actually it's not that bad it's all right. It's all right. Okay, fine. Okay, uh, oh, it's, is it one of those old films? Oh, it thank God, old. it's 20, 2005. That's fine. All right, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. All right, cool. We didn't win anything. So we read it. We're Ooh, Robert. Oh, that's my favorite. All right, cool. We're watching, kiss, <laughs> we're watching Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang next week. Great. Um, Alex reads. I'm basically going to start suggesting books to help with productivity. Um, Alex, speak into the mic. Sorry. You can write that down later. Writing. No, I have to write it down now because you're not going to remember. <laughs> um... <sighs> Yeah, so no, basically, writing, suggesting books to help with productivity. And what I've been looking at um, is a book by Jeff Sanders called 5am Miracle. And it's basically to help you increase the amount of time that you have to achieve the goals that you want to achieve. Because what it is, when you've, when you spend, when most people are working 40 hour weeks, 40 mm-hmm. plus hour weeks, they don't have the time, you know, they, they want to go to the gym, they spend the day working and then they try to go to the gym after if it's yeah. not in their work building they're more or less more likely not going to go yeah. to the gym if they're not evening people <laughs> yeah and a lot of people aren't going to get up there, like they yeah. don't want to get there but the 5 a.m miracle um i kind of tried this when i last year when i was in glasgow i oh, woke I up at 4 30 each morning and then i got my most of my evening done in the morning and then when it came to the evening i basically just cooked and went to bed and it really works um, just because, you know, you got to be disciplined. you got to say, you know, I want to be up at this time. I need to get all of this, this ish done and then because and then get this and then, you know, get your day finished. But obviously, you end up going to bed earlier because you wake up earlier. So it all kind of works out. Obviously, it's not sustainable for the long, long, long term. If you're li- especially if you're living in with a family or if you have a family. 
it's good if you're temporary like living by yourself. So I'll just say if you want to um, look at you know productivity cycles, look into Jeff Sanders' book, uh, The Five A Miracle, and let me know what you think. Um, listen to his audio book if you don't want to read it. Um, he's a very kind. Of, he's a very impacting voice. Mm. So it actually kind of like draws in like certain methods and certain approaches to what you're doing. But it's good. Yeah. I've got so many articles to write, and by the time I come home, I'm not feeling writing them. So I'm going to be getting up in the morning and yeah. writing them, and then getting on with my day. It's weird because it doesn't really matter. Like I went to bed at around, I went to bed at around three thirty a.m. And I woke up at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. It's like I, li- I genuinely just wake up early. Yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah, and the thing it doesn't is, matter and, when I sleep. And the thing is, it doesn't like it doesn't impact the amount of hours you sleep as well. So if you get up at 4.30 or 5, if, you, if you're if you in bed by 10 or 10.30, or it, depending, so on, depend, depending on your work, depending on your work schedule, obviously yeah. you fit it around how you work. Yeah. But um, so for no, example, no, just a typical working day, if you fit it around that, you're still getting your seven hours sleep. Yeah. You see what I mean? So, um, and then, it would, you know, you're just rejigging your system to kind of like be more productive. Interesting. So that's it. That's what I think. Jeff Sanders, probably a miracle. Cool. Alex, you should write a wellness book. I really I think prob- you should. I might do one day. I think you're really good at it. Hmm. You know when someone says, oh, one you day, that means they're discipline. planning something. Yeah. I mean, Whenever I, someone says, oh, one day I'll do it, that means they're fucking... I don't fucking know. Like, I, really, I, really, I really don't know. I don't think I've read enough of them. Or like, I've in, Anyway, I don't know. You don't need to read enough to be no, able to write one. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Raise woman, you, d- you said you don't have one. No raise woman. No, no raise woman this week, guys. That's well, that week. brings us to our end. Um, before we finish... Announcements. <sighs> I've just been writing stuff down. Church announcements. Church announcements. No, announcements. Um, we're going to be at Future Book hey. on December the first. So we're looking forward to wait being Friday. There. Yeah, Next that's going to be fun. So oh this week, God, yes. so this week, so we're going to shout out to the bookseller for you know putting. Us wait, in what? The that's this Friday. That's this Friday. You're fucking joking. So it's from Monday, yeah, down to this Friday. That's this Friday. Yeah, yeah. it's this Friday. Um, so we're putting. Well, it, I really hope you're free, boy. Yeah. So we're going to do that. So we're going to be there, um, you know, talking about podcasting and, and audio and publishing in the digital age. Um, looking forward to that. We're going to be having a little 45 minute slot. So if anybody who's going to be there, come through. Come, come through and see us. Yeah, come say hi. Come say hi and see what we're say doing. Say one. I want to shout out also to the small slides, like um, Harley, who made us Yay. mince pies and apple pies. And she came around and she kind of lovely dropped off a box of mince pies because I tweeted it that I was like mince, pie, mince pies and then Derek and Ray you know they will, eat the, mince, they will eat the mince pies but they won't I actively won't. say that they like mince pies yeah. I'm not coming to eat no mince pies I've, anyway. I've had two already and they were delicious <laughs> yeah, but delicious. I'm not but, coming to say I like mince pies but I don't like mince pies yeah shout out to um, you know the small slice of mm. Harley and she's got a podcast coming um, which is our podcast out which has got more episodes coming soon yeah. it's table for two um, so check that out guys uh, if there's any Ghanaians listening I like meat pie if you want to drop off some meat pie to the studio I mean I'm <laughs> I'm here put put a spell in it catch him catch, <laughs> catch your man <laughs> um, that's all I got to say great well thanks for listening guys yeah where can they find us uh, I'm mostly lit on Twitter mostly lit pod on Instagram you can email us at mostlylit at gmail.co.uk. Dot com. Oh, dot com. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Um, 
You can find Alex at Alex Reed. I'm Alex Reed. I'm Alex Reed. <laughs> you can find Ray at I am Reckless Ray. At Reckless, <laughs> Reckless Ray. <laughs> and you won't find me on Twitter because I'm not there. Derek needs to get himself a Twitter account. Absolutely not. Yes, you do. No. Yes, you do. Because every day, dash Derek. <laughs> so it's like, it's a, it's a bit jarring. <laughs> towards the end. But anyway, guys, um, we'll catch you next week. Cheers, guys. Bye. 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 